There's power in a trucking on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of a supporter. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. Yes, we are still the Loyal Locals Podcast, uh, still without a team, uh, still without a new name for the show, but we are trucking on. You know, this could be because this is going to be our last show of the calendar year. Um, The last Loyal Locals Podcast, so could be even the last time we hear our wonderful opening song now we could just edit out the part that says sd loyal and have like somebody's voice say sdfc and then the song continues as normal i think people might notice that change uh if it's not done right but um welcome thank you so much for for joining us on the show um we do have a little bit to talk about um some mls stuff uh going on this week which I'm sure if you have been paying attention, you're already aware of um, a league that really doesn't make it easy to like them very much. And um, maybe some new uh, things happening within the locals. Uh, we are coming up on elections and a new uh, new club to support and a lot of changes need to be made and uh, some opportunities for people to step up and get involved, which uh, has been something we've been talking about the last two weeks. So uh, without further ado, I want to bring on uh, producer John Cross. John, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. I was uh, not expecting to be here tonight. So uh, this is a little little bit of a change right now, as I thought I was getting the, uh, the night off from hosting duties. I know, I know. Uh, my apologies. I can't do this without you. Um, the yin to my yang, I cannot persevere. Um, but uh, we are glad that you are here, of course. Uh, the show doesn't happen without you. It's been, uh, I think, four years of this podcast, just about. And uh, I think you've been there for every one of them. Not not everyone. Um, definitely. I mean, in the beginning, it was... It was Jerry and Steve and Drew, pretty much, right? The some of the founding fathers of the club, and they really helped us get through that pandemic year. And then after that, into well, definitely the last two years, um, helped out strongly. But there were a couple of times I helped out here and there with some things with the podcast. But the last the last two years, definitely. So. The uh, Loyal Locals podcast, something that needs to be put to bed, right? The the Loyal no longer exists. While we have uh, love in our hearts for our dearly departed club, there is a new thing, uh, a new way forward. Um, so, gosh, is it just going to be the, the Locals podcast? That's something that I think is... Uh, right there, the uh, the SDFC of podcast names, if you will, uh, something that is just uh, very easy and, and right there for us if we want it. 
Um, so last time we spoke, um, you're getting ready for, um, this, this meeting with, with the, the locals. We're going to talk about the elections, uh, going forward. And I think that a lot of people, as we are trying to drag the supporter group into the MLS sphere, right? And then something happens last week. Uh, I think the news dropped on a Friday, of course, that MLS was pulling out of the U.S. Open Cup. And instead of sending their first teams, would be sending the next pro squads to compete in the Open Cup. Uh, a move that has been universally derided uh, in soccer media um, and not just the usual cranks on Twitter. Um, I'm talking about the people that uh, wear thousand uh, dollar suits in TV studios and, and talk about uh, European leagues for a living. Uh, this news has reverberated throughout global soccer. Um, what do you think, John, about losing the MLS in the open cup? Uh, I hate it. First of all, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not just MLS teams not playing in the open cup. It goes much deeper than that because again, and I have said this repeatedly, I am not a fan of MLS and its structure and, and really to me, this is less about major league soccer. They're a business, they're a single entity. They're gonna make decisions that work for them. They have no concern about any other league because of the way we choose to do our American leagues. They want to stifle any competition. I'm more angry and actually maybe waiting to see is a better description of what US soccer does in response to this. Cause this is clearly a shot across the bow by major league soccer to test the waters a little bit. And I didn't, I know, you know, you read all the stuff online and there's a lot of people who I think don't understand the, and I'll call it a very slight divorcing that has started to happen over the last couple of years between U.S. soccer and Major League Soccer. And yes, Major League Soccer and U.S. soccer worked hand in hand and U.S. soccer did things to make it easy for Major League Soccer to hold their status and really basically didn't enforce rules or changed rules to help Major League Soccer and imposed and held other leagues strictly to some other rules. And it's, you know, created this huge imbalance and now that they're starting to split apart, you know, Major League Soccer doesn't, I mean, I get it if you're looking from a business standpoint and you want to make more money and have more control over everything, I get why you want out of the Open Cup. One of the things I hate is their rationale that they're giving, you know, it's fixture congestion. But you say that on the heels of a brand new tournament that you created last year, right? right. Or that it's low quality field and quality of play, which of course you're gonna have lower quality of play. There are lower divisions that you're playing in earlier stages in the Open Cup. That's the beauty of the Open Cup. But to talk about like the funding and marketing and stuff isn't there. Well, MLS for, I don't know, 15-ish years, something like that, really was in charge for 
you know, promoting and supporting the Open Cup, but it was never in their interest to do so. And now that this divorce has started to happen between U.S. soccer and Major League Soccer, it feels to me like Major League Soccer is making every move to, to challenge U.S. soccer right now to see how independent they're really going to be and is doing everything they can to eliminate competition and and be soccer in the United States. Eliminating competition, that's U.S. soccer's job. What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, and frankly, U.S. soccer has done a good job of that over the years, which is unfortunate, right? Like, we created this mess. U.S. soccer created this mess. As Chris Kessel loves to say, the system works exactly as it was designed to work. And I think part of this push from Major League Soccer is because of the changes that have that are starting to be implemented in U.S. soccer. I think Major League Soccer sees the writing on the wall. I think they see that if USL does promotion relegation and some of these things take off, it will challenge Major League Soccer. They will lose some people, or at least these other leagues will gain some people. And the stronger any of these other leagues get, it's competition for Major League Soccer. So they're, they want control of it all. And it's clear by everything they do and what they say that they want that control. And I think, you know, you get people arguing both sides. And I think that just depends on your fandom. Are, are you a big fan of the American system and the way American teams work and closed leagues and you only have a handful of teams and sucks to be your city if you don't have a team? Or do you embrace the more traditional worldwide association soccer where you have different levels, you get placed in your division based on merit, your club is deeply tied to your community, and and a, a just a very different structure. And I think that the beauty of that is what attracts a lot of US soccer fans to the game of soccer is that it is different. And I think it leads to the frustration of major league soccer, not only acting like more like an American league, but like the worst kind of American league because you know, of the structure to me it's like and and i said this last week and i know to the audience out there uh this uh this podcast is not the mls gripe fest uh this is the not the complaint about mls uh weekly hour but it just this league makes it very difficult to do anything but that um you know the thing about it is, is they just fundamentally, I think, misunderstand their fans. They don't understand what it is that draws people to their product. You know, they are looking at this NFL model, thinking that being more like the NFL will make you into the NFL. And it ain't going to happen. It's never going to happen. Like, we already have an NFL. Why would anybody go over to Major League Soccer for being uh, uh, another version of that league? The thing that you know attracts people to soccer is that it's specifically not the NFL. And there are a lot of people who like soccer and like MLS who also like the NFL, you're not, you're competing for the same people. People like all of, they like teams in every sport. Sports people are insane and they 
will find reasons to like teams from wherever for whatever reasons. This notion that you are going to replicate the NFL's success by, you know, being a, a monopoly like the NFL, uh, quote unquote monopoly, um, is just it's it's. I mean, I understand why they would want to do that, but just fundamentally, it, it it is a misunderstanding of what it is that makes your product special. Like, you have something that none of the other leagues have, and it's things like the Open Cup. Like, that is what you should be celebrating and promoting in order to show why your league is different and why your sport is different and why it deserves people's attention, not, not dismissing everything that isn't, you know, under your specific control. And that's really what it's about is, is control and anything MLS doesn't control that. I mean, they even got into youth soccer with MLS next, which is a whole other, whole other thing, of course. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it is all about control. I think that's what they want to control. And and you're certainly speaking from a fan experience as a fan. This is what most fans like. Even your passionate MLS supporters is what they, they like. But if you're a billionaire owner, I mean, what a sweet gig MLS is for you. If you're a billionaire owner, it's, it's little risk compared to most leagues. And everything is treated as a product, which is a shame because there are wonderful, passionate supporters in many cities that have MLS teams. And frankly, some of those teams that have the most passionate supporters have already announced publicly that they're going to boycott the League's Cup matches coming up. That this is so, again, for people who maybe think we're just bashing on MLS, I mean, these are some things we have to think about as a supporter group as we are pivoting towards I mean, we already got raked over the coals multiple times over the weekend just, you know, for our decision again. But these are things we have to talk about and consider moving forward because, again, some of your most passionate supporter groups have said, we're boycotting every League's Cup match this year. Like, we'll be there for the other stuff, but, you know, and some of them have even said, we're committing on Open Cup matches as a supporter group to go to a local Open Cup match and not do the MLS match. So... It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. This is a a can of worms that I don't think the MLS owners expected. I think the fans, even your you know mostly diehard MLS supporter fans that are usually very pro Major League Soccer, have a problem with this. And U.S. Soccer hasn't given a response yet, so this is. I've heard some people say, well, they haven't given a response. They're probably not going to. But I think the longer they're taking with this response means they're probably talking with attorneys and weighing options and figuring out. Because, you know, as people said, you could strip, technically, you can strip Major League Soccer of its Division One status. That would have huge implications. But you know if that happened, those owners are going to sue, right? And then it's going to go to court and then who knows what's going to happen when the other options they could just throw out the PLS, mm-hmm. right? That you don't need these requirements to be division one. And if they throw out the PLS, then USL could call themselves division one. I mean, there, there's so many, this is such a pivotal moment in us soccer 
that whatever U.S. soccer chooses to do or not to do is going to have a ripple effect and ramifications for years to come. I mean, there's an argument that the federation system uh, violates antitrust laws anyway, right? Like, (laughs) Right. I mean, that (laughs) goes back even further, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, I, I think MLS is doing a great job in making sure that they remain the fourth most popular soccer league in this country behind the Mexican and English leagues and, and international soccer. Um, and that's where they're going to stay with, with moves like this. Um, you're never going to be anything other than a niche league with this kind of, this kind of crap. Cause you're not going to appeal to anybody other than the people in the cities where you're playing. And that's, that's all they've got right now. And that's all they're ever going to have with this kind yeah. of crap. So and it's, it is uh, a shame because there's the potential to be so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, you can see it in the fact that the Mexican and English leagues are so popular here <laughs> and uh, get better TV ratings than any MLS game. So that, that tells you all you need to know right there. Um, I do want to pivot a little bit because this news came out as we as the supporter group are moving into this new era of MLS support. Last week we talked a little bit about uh, there was a a meeting of leadership. There were going to be some discussions and hopefully coming out of that, we're going to get a little bit of guidance about uh, the future, uh, what the future might look like for the supporter group. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, the discord is, is, you know, not very active right now. I mean, it is the holidays and people are a bit disengaged maybe, but I don't see a lot of, I don't see a lot of people talking about locals on the discord. And if you're wondering what's going on, Hey, I am too. And I host this show. So John, uh, what's going on? We did have our meeting. Um, There was a lot discussed. It was a very long meeting and we, I was hoping that we would get some things resolved at that meeting, which, which we didn't. Um, And we really have one more meeting left to get those resolved, but it looks like they are on the path to being resolved because part of our discussion in leadership is restructuring our organization really a bigger from top to bottom, not just our leadership positions that we've traditionally had. And it looks like we we weren't quite ready. Some of us were ready, I think, to vote for that in favor of it. And others wanted a little bit more time. So we've been meeting. In fact, I was in a meeting earlier. We've had another meeting earlier this week. We're going to have more meetings next week. We're trying to get all those things ironed out so that they people agree on them and they can pass because we need to get that structure resolved because that in turn is going to affect our bylaws because some positions were stated in our bylaws that we may not need. So there's, there's things that need to happen in the Congress meetings, but all that needs to happen in order for us to do our elections. So, and the elections have to happen, right? Like, the, the people are termed out at the end of January. So yeah, they have to happen. So we have our next Congress meeting should be, I don't know, it's the second Wednesday in January, which I believe is the 10th, but I don't have a calendar in front of me, but somewhere close to that. 
So hopefully at that meeting, we can get those, that's what we're working on now in these weeks to get all the details resolved so we can pass those at the meeting and we can announce the election schedule, the positions that are open, how the new organizational structure is going to look like and how that's going to work so that we can open things up. But that gives us, you know, from that meeting, three-ish weeks, right, to get everything done. We got to get the information out to people. We got to have time for nominations. People put their names in, however that's going to look. We need to do the voting. We need to, you know, collate and tabulate the votes and then figure and announce our winners. So, and people, we, we can't announce the, what the elections are going to look like till we solidify the the new organization so people know what positions are available for them to run for. So, so a full two months after uh, loyal season ended and we were without a club um, and then a further full month after this supporter group publicly declared the pivot to this MLS team, but we still don't have any uh, roadmap for what the future of this organization looks like. Is that what you're telling me? A firm roadmap. That is correct. A close to firm roadmap. We're, we're nearly there. I wish we would have been there sooner, but um, I, the way you stated it is uh, I'm afraid to say is accurate. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, um, so we've been, I think, treading water for uh, the past few weeks uh, on this show, um, you know, with a dearth of, of topics to discuss. Um, you know, it's good that this is the last show of the year because without anything new coming from leadership or, or, or I think guidance or, or anything um, about what the future of the organization looks like, uh, I, you know, we really don't have anything much to much to talk about. Uh, strangely enough, um, you know, maybe after the holidays and, and things, you know, people come back. Uh, but I mean, this next uh, season, this MLS season is, is happening next year, right? Like they're not going to wait for anybody that's not ready to go. Oh, Right. And those, there are still things that are happening along those lines. There's a, a meeting with uh, four representatives from the locals will be meeting with STFC on tomorrow night, Wednesday, along with four representatives from each of the other proposed supporter groups. So there'll be a meeting tomorrow night for that. Um, and then hopefully we will get a report out to everyone. And then again, you know, since we're taking a break for a couple of weeks, this is, it's unfortunate that some of these things got pushed so close to the end of the year because we, we had our shows, but we didn't have much to say. Man, it seems like we talked because. about this on those shows too, right? Like, right. I swear and this then came now up. Some things may be happening, but we probably won't do our next show. Um, I think would be the ninth Tuesday, the ninth of January would be our earliest show back. So we may come back with a, a boatload of stuff to talk about, but that'll be a day before that Congress meeting. So it also, 
So are it there any depends what happens at that Congress meeting? So we've mentioned this on, on the show, but <clears throat> I mean, I've been, you know, I, I've checked the discord. Um, you know, there's a lot of conversation, you know, I think on MLS stuff, but uh, there is, hasn't been a lot of updates uh, from like the locals or members of leadership about next steps, these next steps, right? Uh, I mean, I, I would assume that there might be some changes in, I don't know, some of the art, some of the graphics, some of like what we're going to be doing next year. Um, but I haven't seen any of this communicated on discord and, and um in fact the only reason that any of this stuff uh, is discussed is because i i force it out of you on this on this show <laughs> um do you know is there any uh plan to uh update the members about what's happening with this supporter group because if i'm you know reading my calendar correctly it's almost time to renew memberships what does membership renewal look like uh, I will say that hasn't been firmly decided yet. Also. Yeah, maybe it's something it, that this people is, should talk about, right? Um, I'm just it, the discussion <laughs> hasn't not happened. The discussion uh, there, there's things, and there have been proposals put forth. Okay. Um, okay. But a firm, uh, this is our problem. A firm decision and answer hasn't happened yet, and part of the problem is. You got to get the organizational structure and whatever changes needed to the bylaws to happen first. From there, that needs to establish our elections. But then, once we have that in place, we can also at the same time tie up the membership issues because we are a membership-run organization. We we have to do right. It's a membership-run organization, but the membership has no idea what the organization is doing. That's kind of the underlying gripe in these questions I'm asking you is that we have no guidance. They are, they are you know, fair questions. There's nothing going on in the discord. There's nothing going on on social media. I, I don't get any feedback from these podcast episodes from anybody. So I don't know if, if anybody other than the handful of folks in the chat are even, you know, listening or engaging with the podcast. Like there's just no engagement uh, from the supporter group at a time when uh, things are supposed to be, pivoting and going forward and uh you know maybe people in leadership and people in congress and people in those communication channels feel like there's communication and engagement in the supporter group but for the vast majority of the members there's none of that because they are not in these communications channels and uh, even you know somebody like me who i am involved in doing this show there's still this uh, feeling of alienation from the the group at a time when other supporter groups that have formed for this MLS team are actively recruiting members and and pushing forward with a very clear vision of uh, what their organizations are going to look like in supporting this club for good or ill. And I don't disagree with anything you've brought up. I will say that one of the pieces of this restructuring is to try to incorporate more transparency and better communication as we get into 2024, because I think as leadership, we have recognized that that has been a problem. This 
lack of transparency and lack of communication. And you are not the first person who has mentioned that to me today. So, you know, we used to have members that were, would clamor for like an all members meeting. I've never thought all members meetings were very productive in discussing business, but there is something, there is a kernel in the seed of that gripe of demanding these all members meetings. And that is, you know, people who, you know, are members of the group who are going to be asked to again, renew a, for whatever dollar amount, the membership in a year in which we will not have a club to or games to support. People are going to be asking, why should I pay for a membership when there's no games? And, you know, what are we going to do? Or is there going to be merch? Is that, what is the merch going to look like? Like, these are like the things that, you know, you've got to offer members something correct uh, to do that. And I feel like in the past, past <clears throat> before each season, I feel like it's been, you know, very clear, like what to expect uh, year to year and, and from your, whatever your membership package and stuff, but you know, maybe it's just uh, the end of the year and the holidays. And um, yeah. So. Um, well, to be fair on the one hand, this is a very unusual year for us, right? And we had the major league soccer team come into town, effectively killing the team we were supporting. Part of what has happened all this year, I think for a lot of people in leadership has has revealed some of the, I, I would say revealed some of the flaws in our structure. So part of that is trying to fix some of those flaws. And I think that's where there's some disagreement, right? As, as you will have with any group of people. So we're trying to figure out how best to fix those things moving forward so that we don't run into some of the same kinds of problems we had this year, um, which tested us, right? We, we had things happen this year that were uh, incredibly unusual. So yes, Normally, we'd be in a different position, but normally we wouldn't be trying to tackle our organizational structure and making these changes. But now that we are fundamentally making a change as a supporter group, I think for some of us on leadership, there's a there's a feeling and a need to get this right, that we we need to get it right moving forward in order to put us in the best position and have the most solid foundation moving forward so we can be as successfully as possible for multiple generations and not, um, I'll, I'll say it this way, cause I made a comment about this in, in one of our leadership meetings, not just throw a bandaid on something and move ahead. That's only going to be another headache down the road. So I, all I can ask is, uh, for patience from the membership. Um, we are, there's a lot of us, actively trying really hard to get this squared away. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed we weren't able to do it last meeting, but there is, you know, I, if it says anything, I've never seen as many meetings as we've had between two Congress meetings already trying to get this sorted because we're out of time. We, we have to get it we have to get it sorted and figured out because as you've pointed out many things on the show that need to be 
sorted basically by the end of January. Okay, so short term, looks like uh, no podcast next week, um, not until January at, at, at least, right? We don't know what the show yeah, January 9th, I think. is going to look like in January. Tuesday is. Um, it's even possible there are different hosts, maybe? What, what have you heard about? <laughs> Uh, are you considering um, stepping back from the show or taking on another role? What's what's going on? You mentioned you didn't maybe didn't plan on being on the show today. What's what's up? Um, let's see. How can I answer this? Last week you asked me uh, if I was if I had a big announcement to make if I was right for anything, and I said no. Well, that was true last week. Um, but with some other things that have happened, I, I am considering uh, doing more because I just sit on Congress, so I'm considering doing something else than just being on Congress. Um, there's still some discussions that we're having, trying to figure out what, uh, how how that plays out. But I'm considering doing something else. I would like to continue doing the. Um, TV stuff as well, but it depends on our organization and how that stuff plays out uh, as as to what actually gets adopted and what doesn't get adopted. So then we can have elections and we can figure out our organization. And I'm really hoping with the change in our organizational structure, which seems to be on track, is that not only will it allow leadership to do better and allow better transparency and better communication. It will also allow easier avenues of inclusion for general members to get involved to do things. So that is that is the big push with the with the structure. Um, and I know I've been saying that for for weeks now. So I, I we, we need to it's time for leadership to to put up here and and finish things. All right. Oh, well, that sounds good. Um, you know, because uh, we're out of business, we're out of topics, uh, John. So uh, signing off for the year, uh, let me just ask you quickly, uh, the year that, that's been 2023, a uh, lot of ups and downs, I think, uh, with us. Uh, obviously, we lost our club. Um, what when you look back on this year, um, when it comes to loyal locals, what's 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 your what's your favorite memory of the year? What 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 jumps out to you as being the just the what's the best thing that happened to you as a member of this group this year? Um, this is probably going to sound um, maybe unusual to some people, but my my best thing was our our playoff match our final game this year and not just the playoff match and certainly not how it ended right but the fact that we knew it was coming and it didn't happen at an away match or in a match that I, I wasn't able to be a part of and not just me I was there with my daughter who who comes semi-regularly <clears throat> with me to games um but I'm happy I got to spend the final moments of being a fan of SD Oil with my daughter there in the stands, um, 
and so can all the emotion because it was it was it made me really realize how much i love that club and what a big part of my life sd loyal had become and by in turn as a supporter group the locals had become and such a big and important part of my life the friendships i've made everything else so all the other stuff the ups and downs those were all great but it all solidified for me in that moment how lucky i was to enjoy everything i was there in the very beginning i wasn't one of the original four but i was there with the original four because i was filming and doing the documentary and i you know steve asked me at one time if i'd be interested and i declined i wanted to <clears throat> i wanted to put my focus in documenting how that first year went um, so while i'm not one of the official four that got started i i feel in a way like it you know I wasn't one of the four, but I was like a fly on the wall for the whole thing. So I was able to see it from the very, very beginnings of the four of Steve, Daryl, Jerry, and Drew uh, doing the bylaws, you know, all the way up through that last game. So um, for for me, that's that's where it all kind of came together, and I will I will never forget both the good and the bad feelings, you know, at that, at that last match, that was, that was the big thing for me. What about you? Well, you stole mine. So I'm going to do, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do a top three. I'm going to go ahead and, and steal a couple on you here. Um, number three, Kyle Adams goal in the open cup against Seattle. Number two, Shavi's brace against Monterey Bay. Uh, two games, two moments that more than any other moments in any other games this year uh speak to why i enjoy this game and enjoy watching this game uh two moments that you don't get you just don't get that with any other game um you get big moments of course but there's just something magical about soccer about football uh you know when you see you know their stories, you know what they've struggled with, some of these players. And, you know, watching Xavi get that brace, and uh, shout out to Xavi, he is going uh, to Monterey Bay. They are signing him. Um, <clears throat> just just an incredible, incredible, incredible uh, storybook finish. Um, that Yeah, that, that's, that's, why, uh, that's why we do this. And then, of course, the number one that last game for for all the reasons that that you said, um, it was bittersweet. But uh, the best way to go out was at home, and the way that it happened was, you know, you know, we'll never forget it. So <clears throat> we put a bookend on our club, put a bookend on our season, and um, put a bookend on this version of the podcast as well. John, thanks so much. It's been a, a great year. Um, if you have any other parting words, uh, now's the time. Otherwise, uh, I would one quick thing, Andrew, I'd just like to thank you once again for stepping up and offering to be our main host for the entire season. It's nice rotating through people. We tried to keep some guest hosts coming on, which always adds an interesting flavor each week. But 
really made my life a lot easier on my end to make sure we had a consistent host every week. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for stepping up to do that all year. And I hope we can uh, continue something next year. <laughs> Thanks. It's it's actually uh, been my pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I just thank you for that opportunity. And to I think, you know, the people who you know, watch the stream and who, who maybe download and listen the next day or, or during the next week. Uh, thanks to all of y'all as well. So um, let us know, uh, let us know on, on discord, your, your favorite moments of the year. And um, if you got any ideas for what we should name the podcast going forward, uh, throw those out there as well. Or are you going to end up with the locals podcast? It's going to be the SDFC of <laughs> podcast names. You're going to get it unless you give us something better. All right. So I guess until next year, thank you so much, everyone. All right. Good night. Bye.